Welcome to Sister Conversations with Ayana Blake, a healthy and safe space for women to collect inspirational tools, tips, and stories to become their best selves. Expect unfiltered truths and empowering strategies, along with compelling interviews and group discussions to become a more effective woman. Thank you for spending time with us today. Now, let's jump into our daily dose of practical Sister Conversations. Hello and welcome to Sister Conversations with me, Ayana Blake. Ooh, hey sisters. When I first began my podcast, I surveyed the women on my social media platforms. I asked them what were some of the topics they wanted to have addressed. Mm. Infertility was mentioned. I was surprised. It was mentioned a few times. Mm. Over time, I began to pray about how to handle this sensitive topic. So I followed Holy Spirit. After saying, for real? You sure about this? (laughs) And I reached out to my sister and gave her a call. She immediately says, yes. You remember that call? Absolutely. Okay. So I want you all to give a warm sister conversations. Welcome to my sister and my friend, minister, evangelist, prophetess, first lady. Just Constance Cheeks. Constance Cheeks. Bless you, sis. Bless you. She looks amazing. You too. She has this goddess necklace on. uh, it's It's a conversational piece. She's gorgeous, and if you all don't know who she is, shame on you. (laughs) Um, But you remember that conversation? Oh gosh, yes. It was. I didn't have to pray about it. It was very quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had went into a deep prayer. Was very religious. Okay. (laughs) Before the phone call, and I was embarrassed that I had went into my tent door and went. Real, real low until the holies of holies. And you was like, yes. Ah. I was like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I think you said, you know, pray about it. I don't have to. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. when do, when the church people say I don't have to, <laughs> then what do you do? Okay. Let's move. Lord, you didn't tell me about that part, but because the saints, you know, they love a good... Well, give me some Mm-mm. time Mm-mm. to pray. Mm-mm. Sis said, I don't need to. I said, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'll send you some information soon. Mm-hmm. My story is for his glory. Come on. You know, and I'm not ashamed. I don't feel less than the next woman. Mm. And I do know that there's a population of us. Mm. Um, and even in the us, we're defined differently. Mm. Because although I've gone through infertility, I've never been declared um, infertile. I was told that I fall within the category, my husband and I, of unexplained infertility, if you will. Mm. Um, Test has proven that there's nothing that would stop us from, you know, achieving pregnancy naturally. It just never happened. So Nicholas can have a... Brother and no, sister. No, I didn't say speak that into the atmosphere. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I did not say speak that. Oh, but okay. We have been told that. Oh. So there's a 
there's a large number of women mm. and I am contacted um, often mm-hmm. privately. Mm-hmm. Women are afraid to talk about it. Why, sis? Oh, great question. That's a chapter in my book. Well, come on, um, unpack it. Give us a little taste. The crowd, the crowd. Throughout my years of not being able to, you know, you, you find a partner, mm-hmm. you decide you want to get married, mm-hmm. you get married, and then here comes the crowd. Mm-hmm. Where are the babies? What's taking so long? Give that man a baby. I was in the church when I was, I was in the church when I had a woman come up to me um, and say, you should be ashamed of yourself. Dear God. That man wants a baby. <laughs> He's up there blessing a baby. Our pastor. Since stop playing. Mm-mm. And you have not given him a baby in the middle of service. Uh-huh. That's just one time. Um, and I handled it. I know you did. I've been in bathrooms. With a smiling face. My mm-hmm. sister knows how to read very well. I've been in bathrooms. With a, with a very good saved pump on. I don't know. I don't know. She, has on, she always has on a very nice pump. But there are reading pumps that she wears. I just know that people have to be very careful in what they say. Don't we? Because we don't know. What I did say to that lady after we shared a couple of comments. Um, <laughs> Wait, is, no, no. Uh-uh. Give me one of the comments, sis. Stop it. Well, I believe in the ministry of touch. So Did you touch I, her? I touched her in Jesus' name. Where Not you in the her? way you're imagining. I know. But where I, um, did you touch after her, After service was over, the crowd those who were sitting in that proximity were waiting for it to unfold, right? Uh-oh, and wait so, a minute, hold on. Mm-hmm. So other people heard oh, this. Oh, yeah, she said it loud enough. She meant it to hurt. She in meant it to humiliate saints. me. She meant it to embarrass me. Jesus. And so when service was over, the I touched her. The saints had pulled up. Mm-hmm. I okay. grabbed her hand, and I said, do you know me beyond a Sunday? She said, well, I know, I know enough. I said, you don't. You don't know me beyond a Sunday morning. You don't know me. Do you know my favorite color? Wait, pause. Do you know? What is your favorite color? Red. Oh, okay. Do you know where I was born, where I went to college? You don't know me. So what would give you any idea that you could have something so personal, that you could talk to me about something so personal? And I said, sis, I love the Lord and I believe I'm in a good place. I've, I've, you know, you got to be in a good place with God to be able to not give people back what they give you. It's not that I can't hurt your feelings the way you just hurt mine. I'm choosing to because I've been in my prayer closet. But I'm human. And if I had not had time to be with the Lord before that, I could have easily cussed you out. Even in the church. Because you hurt me. You don't know where I am in my psyche even right now. So I touched her hand to say, don't do that to any other woman. Because whereas I'm in a strong place, she may not be. And your words could be what could lead her to commit suicide. You don't know. We don't know what people are contending with. I've also been in a church bathroom and been in the stall taking care of my business and overheard a woman talking about me (laughs) and not being able to naturally give birth. And I walk out while they're standing there, finish my business, wash my hands, and I told them to have a good worship experience. God, I wish I was the faucet. (laughs) 
I mean, it happens God, to I wish so I was many faucet. women. It happens to so many women. So many women. So many women. And you know, I can laugh because I know that you had on your big girl drawings that day. And when I know that they probably boo-booed on themselves. <laughs> and I opened that stall and I smiled at both of them. And they were very uncomfortable. Um, and I wasn't. I wasn't. I washed my hands and dried them and told them to have a good worship experience. Now, it was very hard for them to engage with me afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I had to go make it okay with them which is what a lot of us have to do when people do things to harm us. We have to go make them uncomfortable. I've been there, sis. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. That's a whole nother mm -hmm. podcast mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. So tell us, when did you and my brother start trying to expand your family? We have been married 23 years. Come on, 23. October 9th. Um, we started our second year of marriage. Mm -hmm. And when I say started, meaning intentional on purpose yeah yeah um and then maybe the third fourth year realizing you know after the church folks tell you to stand on your head eat sweet potatoes <laughs> i mean i've heard it all i've had people walk up to me and uh, pull up my shirt at a funeral to lay hands on me um prophesy over me publicly drop down at my feet um, so after you go through all those experiences, you know, um, privately you start, you know, seeking professional <laughs> medical help. And so about, I would say we started seeking professional medical help in our fourth year of marriage. Mm -hmm. Says I, yeah, the saints. Oh yeah, the saints. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. saints. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going through a processional line and <laughs> a funeral. You know, I couldn't get past that, right? Lifted my, yeah. The saints, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just as kooky and crazy and wondering why they ain't got nobody at church. And then when somebody pops them. Mental health illness. So I try to be the poster to say, you tried me, don't try the next one. Ooh. Because maybe God has given me a little bit more self-control in this season of my life. Mm hmm so you whenever said whenever that occurred. So two to three years in, mm -hmm. and then you went to the doctor. Yeah. So what is that experience like when you go to the doctor and after the church people have uh. done their seances? What is that experience <clears throat> like at the doctor's office? Humiliating. I'm sure. I'm black. I'm in a fertile family where women just pop out babies without effort. It's humiliating. Hmm. Then I'm a pastor's wife. At that time, I was a minister's wife. So, oh, God forbid somebody see you. Oh, sis. Oh, you got to worry about what's released in the atmosphere. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's painful because you're not able to do what some can do so easily. Mm -hmm. So you have to... Um, it's, it's a mental obstacle course. So when the doctor says they can't understand, mm -hmm. then what? Well, you go through a series of um, painful testing. Mm -hmm. This is what people don't realize when they're making all of their comments. You go through a series of testing, being flipped upside down, does this work this way? If we inject dye this way, does this work? 
Um, you know, do this for a number of days. Take this many shots at home by yourself this many days. Mm-hmm. So all of those things are going on privately mm. while you're still being what everybody else needs for you to be. Mm. So, yeah, that went on for a while. Months? Mm, probably a year. Really? Yeah. So shots? Oh, yes. Medicine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the midst of, a lot of women know about a medication that some doctors will easily give you early on Mm -hmm. if you haven't achieved pregnancy, um, and forgive me, it escapes me. But that medicine can harm you because it produces cysts. So there are some medical professionals out there that doesn't monitor it as closely as they should. Mm -hmm. So I was a woman walking around repeatedly with cysts that were developing in my body that would prevent me from walking some days Mm. while I'm still serving people Mm. showing up for people and taking in their comments when they don't have any clue what I'm going through privately so I went through that for a while of under I was under the wrong doctor does that sound familiar from a text in the bible I was under the wrong doctor and as I spoke with other women I realized that many women under the same wrong doctor. Oh, have mercy. And we're being given the same medication. Not that the medication was horrible. It was being on that medication, not being monitored properly. So that caused me a lot of challenges through the years. Educate us, sis. Mm-hmm. That caused me a lot of challenges. So it's very important for women. And I went to, huh? I went to a black doctor. Oh, Lord. Because I wanted to be with someone who knew about our people, our history, Mm -hmm. our challenges, and began to realize that this doctor really didn't see me anymore. He just saw numbers coming in the door. Jesus. And because that medication had worked for some women, just kept giving it and forgetting that he had given it and how much time you had been on it and the damage that it could cause. Now, praise be unto God. Yes, I had to be um, not necessarily hospitalized, but I did have to seek medical care Mm -hmm. repeatedly. I could, you know, go home, get treated, and I was okay. And Mm -hmm. it did not cause any permanent long-term damage. But I went through a lot of pain, yeah, while serving with you at our old church, while serving with many, but we don't know. What we don't know. So physical. Oh, yeah. How was this affecting the marriage? It's hard. It's hard because when two people love each other so much. Shout out to my brother. <laughs> Hold on. Shout out to my brother. Thank you. Yeah. You got a good one, sis. I thank God for him. I love my brother. I know. And he loves you. He better. And he sent his love. I forgot to share that. He sent his love. Yeah. So when you have two individuals that love each other and want to achieve what the world says you're supposed to, it's hard. Hmm. Now, praise be under God, be unto God that we were at a place in our marriage where it was more a place of we're in this together mm-hmm. and nobody knows but us. That's right. So we were able to put our backs up against each other, mm-hmm. go to the appointments, come home and laugh about the moments when we're having to figure out how to give me a shot. Jesus. Um, you know, we were able to, we were young in our marriage. Mm-hmm. So it did not cause 
a crisis. Mm. It was more so of, um, you know, wow, we've given our all to God. Mm -hmm. We show up, we're serving, we show up at the hospitals for people, we show up at the funerals, and God. So it was more of a mystery. Mm. Um, And then I began to hear, Rob and I were on a cruise one year, and we were on the Lido deck. And I remember sitting up hearing, what do you do when God doesn't give you what you want? (laughs) Don't start no foolishness in here. (laughs) Don't you start no foolishness in here because we will turn this place into a sanctuary quick. Don't play with me. What do you do when you're the cheeks? We show up. We do. We Mm -hmm. hug. We love. We sacrifice. But God doesn't give you what you want. Then you're left with the question, do I stop? So since where did that put you with God? Mm, good question. Come on now. I'm trying to be Oprah ready today. And I want you to be because I like it. Come on. Um, so what I were you help saying to God in that? I was definitely wondering, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely crying my eyes out. Why? Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time in my life, Ayana, honestly, I look back and say, wow, I was so deep in, in loving God mm-hmm. and serving God. Weren't we? Mm-hmm. Showing up at every Bible study, <sighs> Sunday school. Come on, fireside chat. Yes. Um, Y'all was washing <clears throat> feet back in the day. We were washing feet. We were giving baby showers. I was giving, I mean, I was so sold out mm-hmm. um, that I never got mad at God which okay. is a mystery Okay, I just thought I was Hannah mm-hmm. come on and teach us open up your Bibles to- yeah. I thought I was the woman with the issue of blood mm. that I had been chosen <sighs> to carry this cross because I had so many women that would come up to me and say Oh, I had a moment that cussed me out because I was still smiling, because I was still praising the Lord. She said, you're fake. Mm -hmm. She said, you're fake. And I said, "Um, am I fake because I'm not responding the way you want me to respond? And she said, well, how can you still smile and be so loving and kind And I know you're trying to get pregnant and it hasn't happened. And I said, well, just because I believe the Bible and we have so many examples of things not happening for people Hmm. um, the way we want it to happen. And so either I have a choice to make, live or die. I could have chosen to die. And believe it or not, there are a lot of people walking around that are dead. 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 Mm-hmm. So for my own sanity, I had a choice to make. Right. Whether I was going to pick up and move forward or whether I was just going to stay in the bed on fetal position every day. Mm. So I made a choice. Mm-hmm. I, my husband and I took on, you know, assignments of helping single parents, mm. um, buying, you know, school clothes for kids. That was our assignment. And it was our assignment for many years. Because my husband and I have never shared it with anyone that we don't love kids. We love kids. Mm-hmm. So we just began to learn different ways to do it. 
Right. It wasn't in our own household. Mm-hmm. Our nieces and nephews are our kids. Children in the church became our children. In the community, they became our children. Then we began to look at adopting. In 2019, the CDC reported that infertility affects 10% of women between the ages of 15 and 44 in the U.S. It's a real thing. And sis, you and brother got good jobs. Mm-hmm. So what is the financial burden on folks mm. when you're talking about <clears throat> doctors' visits and medicine and to a level of mental health therapy? Shed some light on sis copay. Well, that is so good to bring that out, Ayana, because... You're right. Um, We have good benefits, Mm -hmm. excellent benefits. Mm -hmm. It really did not create any hardships on my husband and I to get um, the help that we needed. Not to mention, you know, married, young, Mm -hmm. um, didn't have any other obligations. So we could commit to whatever we needed to financially Mm -hmm. um, to achieve what we said we wanted. Mm -hmm. But you take a young couple. Yep. And I have sowed seeds into young couples wanting them to achieve pregnancy. Hmm. It's not cheap. Now, my husband and I, we really did not suffer a lot financially Mm -hmm. because we have great benefits. Right. But some families, it could be 20,000 and more, depending upon what type of treatment that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And it does vary, you know, but keep in mind I didn't have any issue. My husband didn't have any issue. So we were just trying to make happen what God can make happen with ease. Mm. Because there was nothing in our body stopping us. That's good. Right? But other couples that are young starting off and may not have these, you know, Fortune 500 companies that provide all of these great benefits. Mm -hmm. Imagine what they're suffering silently because they can't afford to go to these great fertility doctors. There are a lot of them out there, Uh but it doesn't mean everybody can go to them. Right. So what do you do then at the family reunion when aunt so-and-so is saying, where's the baby? Jesus. And you can't explain to them that I don't have 20K, 30K. It's a lot. It's a lot. I remember... Come going to work one day with a bag full of medicine and putting it in a bag in the break room and the refrigerator. And one of my colleagues saying, Constance, someone has a huge bag of medication. I said, come in, <laughs> close the door. I said, it's mine. <gasps> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And I shared with her privately that I was having to give myself shots during the day. Um, And sometimes my husband would show up to help me. She said, no, don't do that to yourself. Because she didn't understand. She had to. But these are the things that people have to go through privately. I remember being at a Baptist convention. And when we were making our reservations, I had to make sure it was a room that had what we needed in there so I could store my medication. So while I'm serving the people... I got to watch my watch because I got to get back to my room to give myself the medication 
that's needed. But I was afforded the opportunity to do that. There are so many women out here that don't have it. And my heart bleeds for them. Even today, even though I'm in a different season of my life, I'm still very much an advocate for women who have not been able to achieve pregnancy on their own. That's why I didn't have to pray about it. Because I get it. I understand it. That's why I block women. The women that will hear this from the church I attend, they can recall times that I've run interference when I've heard people being busy saying to them after they're married, now when are you going to have a baby? Ooh, you want to make me mad? Let me hear you say that to a young woman because you have no idea what she may already know about herself, what she and her husband may already know that they're about to embark upon. Shut your mouth. Shut it. So it took many years for me. Hold, hold it and mind your business. <laughs> mind your business. And mind your business. Please do. Please do. After years of going through it, I began to become more liberated mm -hmm. over the years, and I began to preach about it and enjoy preaching about it. Mm -hmm. At women's conferences, that became one of my platforms to share, to help women. And I cannot tell you how many times I've been at a conference where I exposed my story, and the line was so long afterwards with women wanting to talk to me and me having the desire to pray that they would not have to go through what I had gone through. And I felt like that was my assignment. Maybe God gave, let this happen to me because I wasn't afraid to talk about it. So many women will not go to women's events. This is stuff people don't know because pregnancy comes up, children come up. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to say. How can I add to that conversation when I haven't had your experiences? How many times have I gone to events and there are women who hate me just because I'm Connie Cheeks or I'm married to Rob Cheeks? And, and they look for the opportunity to walk up to say something to hurt me, not realizing. I remember uh, being in ministry with you and we had the six fives together and we used to share stories about how the women was acting up in church. And we used to laugh at how Billy and uh, Bri used to get the church ladies the shoulder to get a hug. You know good well you didn't got a whole shoulder in your <laughs> neck when one of them brothers hugged you. Oh, yes. Trying to make sure that they had a very good distance. Yes. I'm sure my brother done mastered it in this season. I'm sure he has, and I've seen him do it. I've seen Billy yeah. Blake do yeah, it, both and I've seen them. Rob Chase. Yeah. It's a master yeah. thing, and they be like, yeah. hey, But it didn't mean they stopped. I know it. And if they felt like they had an entryway Ooh. to cause some pain, <sighs> they were going to take it. Oh, sis, that's another podcast episode. <laughs> Oh, my. So listen, so I have gathered some common infertility myths and misconceptions. Let me hear it. From online. Um, I'm going to share them one at a time. All right. Give me your first response. You cannot um, give me anything but one word or one sentence oh, answer. Man. The first thing that comes to mind. <sighs> Myth number one. You need to relax. Shut up. <laughs> Myth number two. You need to try harder or more. I'll just say shut up. 
Myth three. Fertility is a woman's issue. Shut up. (laughs) (sighs) Okay, well, that was safe. Told y'all at 50, I desire to say other words. November is National Adoption Month. Tell us what that month means to you. Oh, can I say more than one word? Yes. Yes is my start. Yes is my start. Come on, unpack. Woo. Um, Rob and I explored adoption for many years. We've sat in on so many. I'm so glad to have the opportunity, Ayana, thank you, to talk about this too. Um, we've gone to so many adoption meetings, gatherings. It is not easy. Hmm. You also have to have money, depending upon the situation. In PG County, you have to be willing to become a foster parent. Um, Ashburn, Virginia, we sat in on a session, and you got to go through all of these different hurdles. And you can't miss but this number of sessions. Well, we're in ministry. We have obligations. We have jobs. We have aging parents that are, have illnesses. You mean you'd rather have children sit in a system than make it a little bit easier for families to take them in? Hmm. So there were a lot of hurdles. The year that Rob and I, my father died January 7th, 2019. I preached for a women's empowerment event on a yacht in June of that same year. And I, um, you know, went through some situations while ministering and hearing the women and hearing God. And God had spoke to me saying a woman was going to be in a different predicament by this time the next year. What I didn't know was going to be me. And my sister, who will come soon, was staying with me that weekend, Jamilia. Right. And she was upstairs and I went to go check on her. And she said, sis, I'm just sitting here thinking there's got to be some pitter pat in this house. And that's my sister girl. So, you know, I can be raw. And I think I may have said shut up. Right. I don't know, because we can talk to each other like that. Real women can express true, you know, may have said some other things. I don't know. But we ended in laughter. Because, of course, I'm thinking, this is not my life. You, mm-hmm. I'm 46 years old at that time. And we went on, we chuckled, we move on, because we know how to cut up. And we went to the event, had a great time. We shared with each other afterwards what had happened, what the Lord did. And two days later, I had a 20-year-old call me. Not, not the 20-year-old. Someone else kept texting me, texting me, I need to talk to you, I need to talk to you. Well, I'm caring for my mother in North Carolina at that time. So I called her back a day later. What's wrong? Um, cause I'm also getting older. So my tolerance is, yeah. So I, you know, you know, I'm with my mother. What's wrong? Well, there's a young lady that's pregnant who wants to know if you and your husband would adopt their unborn child. What? I said, you know, I just lost my father. I really don't have any time for games. What a lot of people don't know is that was not the first young girl that came to my husband and I wanting us to adopt their child. We had a 14 year old. We had women in our congregation that came to us and asked if if they could carry a baby for us. Oh, there's so many things that go with this journey. So fast forward, um, I said, what? I don't have time for games. No, I'm serious. This this young lady already has a child. 
um, the biological father does not want to keep this child, this person is very serious. <sighs> so I went back, fast forward. My husband thought I was trying to, I said, you know, Rob, I need to talk to you. And I said, come sit over here. He thought I was trying to get freaky, right? He was like, is your mom asleep? <laughs> you know, he said, is your mom asleep? I said, no, it's not that kind of come over here. <sighs> I meant, can you come over here? I got something to tell you. And I told him, he said, what? He said, let's talk to him. I was like, what? I'm 46 years old. I'm past that. I've put a period here. Let's, let's just flow with it. So we got back. We had to marry a couple together. So we run to Virginia to marry this couple, and we're up at the altar. We're walking down the aisle, and we see strollers everywhere. And we're, you know, being what we need to be in that moment, carrying our Bibles, um, trying to be angelic. But all the time, my mind is spinning. I can't speak for him, but my mind is spinning. God, what is happening? Right? We get up there and we're looking at the people come in, processing. And I saw a stroller and I looked over at Rob. I leaned over. I said, So, babe, where would the baby be right now? He said, We would tell somebody to hold our baby until we finish the ceremony. Then we pick up our baby as we walked out and kept it moving. Come on, brother. <laughs> so we're laughing and people have no idea what we're laughing about, right? So we met with that young lady and drilled her for about four hours in our home. And I made it clear to her, you don't know me, and I really don't know you. Why are you coming to us? She said, because I know you would love this child, and I would have to worry about this child. I said, you've only wobbled with me. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on the dance floor. That's a good time. That's in an environment where we don't have to see each other in a business way. If we were to pray and God would say, go, you wouldn't meet a different person. I would become a business person, not the wobble, electric slide, let's have a good time person. You need to go home and pray about whether you could handle that because this isn't, this isn't something small. And this is not going to be, take the baby now, I'll take him back. Take the baby now, I'll take him back. Oh, I changed my mind. You have to go and pray. We're both ministers. That means this child would grow up in a godly home. We're on the go. Is this something you want for your child? You already have a child. When they come to meet each other one day, they're going to be very different. We're old. So the child may not know the dance is like your current child because you're young. <laughs> Who knows what that could look like years later? Mm -hmm. You have to pray about what you're asking of us to see if this is something you really have thought and prayed through. We will help you financially. Gave her so many outs. We'll help you financially. We've done that with so many young women. We'll help you with your financial needs. We'll buy clothes. You can do this. We even cheered her on. You can do No, I don't want to do this. We prayed. We prayed. I began to go to doctor's appointments with her because I didn't believe that she really was where she said she was mentally. So I began to do what I had done with other young women. Let me just be there for you. We'd sit in an appointment. She'd say, oh, this is the mother. Girl, don't say that. <laughs> I'm still praying. I don't know. No, you're the mother. No, let's pray. So, you know, this is how it went for a while. And then about the seventh month, I believe, Ayana, she called and said, what do you want me to call this child? What? Girl, I told you. I don't know if this is what God has for us. What part are you not understanding? You are the mom. 
And I don't want to just call this child something. So we got this secret, right? So we're walking around, still praying, still preaching, still showing up, still eulogizing, still. But we're praying, God, are you really saying this at 46 years? Are you really calling me to be a mama? And I lost my dad. Rob and I are going to Jamaica twice a year and wherever we wanted to do. If we want to eat cereal for dinner, we're eating it. If we want to eat ice cream for dinner, we're God, what? You know, and we prayed. And when I tell you, Ayana, God swung every door open. Because let's also be clear about this. Even if someone selects someone to adopt their unborn child, you still have to pay quite a bit. Come on. Open that purse. (laughs) Not only did we have to pay for our attorney, we had to pay for her attorney. Okay? Um, I didn't pay for, my husband and I didn't have to pay for any of her medical appointments because we did not, we weren't in the market. (laughs) She came to us, right? We didn't have an ad in the paper. We were living our life. She came to us. So I kept, my husband and I kept saying, if you ever, when this baby starts moving, and you decide you want to keep your baby, we got your back. We will help you. We told you, we'll help you. We'll help you financially. Nope, I'm good. I went to her in the eighth month. How are you feeling? Are you sure? She said, have you hired your attorney? No, I'm trying to give you. No, you really need to hire your attorney. We were at a breakfast over at Macedonia. (laughs) I can't remember what the event was. And, uh, you know, we had started talking to a family law attorney and she said, well, you need to go and get a car seat. And I'm like, well, I don't really, I'm, I'm, I'm in a twilight zone. I don't know what's happening. So we were at this event at Macedonia and Rob and I were sitting at the table and I said, she said we should get a car seat. He's like, yeah, she did say that. Well, maybe when we leave here, we'll go look at them. I don't even know how to look for a car seat. And you know, this is our secret. Because we're still giving her opportunity to change her mind, right? So we go out some zip codes. Because if somebody sees the cheeks looking for a car seat, this is going to show up on social media. Oh, the Negro net. Okay? <laughs> so I don't know how to look for a car seat, Ayana. So I'm easing up behind people listening to what they're looking for. This lady had a list. I was like, can I see your list? Because I don't know. I'm, I'm totally, at this time, floating on God. That's what I'm going to call it. Because in my mind, I was done. I was very comfortable loving other people's kids, going to their events, cheering them on. And then fast forward, we get to the ninth month. She's calling me saying, well, this has happened. Should this happen? Girl, I never had a baby. What part are you not understanding? But she was looking to me to help her to the finish line. So I started Googling things. Well, they say this happens, but I don't know. So then she started having these false, what do you call them, Ayana? Braxton Hicks. Thank you very much. Can you come? What? What do you want me to do when I get there? So as the time and God began to throw every door open, I mean, the fire inspector showed up at our house. We told him what was happening. He said, I'm not even going to look around. Approved. The caseworker began to do the studies. Um, as the caseworker is there, now people will know. I posted a picture of Patches, our dog, looking up at my dad. It's because the caseworker was there interviewing us, and Patches was looking to my dad, who had died, saying, do you see this? Okay? Everything was expedited. 
everything. Nicholas comes. We named Nicholas in the eighth month because she said, what do you want us? So I called Rob. Rob, we got to name this baby. Now she shared with us that she went to abortion clinics, couldn't go through with it. So I heard Nico, Rob heard Nicholas, which comes from the book of Acts, overcomer, champion, because this baby sur survived what he wasn't supposed to survive, right? She had fallen face forward with her other child. Nicholas wasn't supposed to possibly survive that without hiccups, right? So we named him Nicholas Micah, gift from God, overcomer, gift from God, cheeks. Uh, she called us, it's happening now. What? I'm cooking. Rob is watching the football game. I go to the top of the steps, Rob, she says it's happening. Well, what does that mean? Well, I guess she expects us to come to the hospital. <laughs> We go flying to the hospital. Well, what are we going to do if the cheeks show up at the hospital? People think we're there for hospital visits. One of our members was hospitalized there. <laughs> here we go. We're in here. Mm, she's going to keep the baby. She had 30 days after birth. I'm in the delivery room. I'm standing there. Oh, my God, this is happening. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, right? I'm coaching. I'm cheerleading. Um, Rob's standing at the door. I'm like, babe, do you want to come in here? No. <laughs> Do you know what you're saying? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm totally checked out. I'm blacked out. This is really happening. It's game time. Nicholas comes through. Okay. Um, they pulled me up. Oh, what in the world? That's where I want to say another word. What is happening? This is your child. I want you to put him on your chest. You need to do skin to skin, not me, because you're the mom. What? What is happening? What's natural for you wasn't natural for me. So here I am with this baby. He's born with jaundice. Okay, they take Nicholas, yada, yada. Okay, another day passes. I go home. <laughs> I'm sleeping. She called me. Come up here. They want to know if he needs these shots. I don't know. <laughs> but it's still a secret. So we started telling some people. You know, and they're screaming. I'm like, what are you screaming for? We don't know what's happening. I started calling my homies. What is happening? You got this. What do you mean I got this? My daddy just died. My rock. I show up at the hospital and, you know, uh, the biological father greets us. Congratulations, boy. What do you mean congratulations? Are you supposed to say that? Well, the attorney's here, and I'm signing all the paperwork. They signed, the, they signed everything. Rob and I were put in a room. Nicholas was rolled into that room with us. And the biological hugged me and said, take care. And I was like, what? And she said, thank you. And I said, I don't know if I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm 47 now. I'm old mom. <laughs> you want me to do what? I said to her, you have 30 days. Pray. You can do this. We got your back. She said, this is your child. Rob and I moved in the room. <laughs> I remember the nurse left. I said, no, act like we don't know anything. 
act like we don't know how to change a pamper. Now, I'm, a, I'm from a big family. You know I know how to change a butt, right? Right. <laughs> I said, but I don't want to make any assumptions. I don't want to mess up. Nicholas had jaundice. Folks coming up to visit, helping us with Nicholas while he's in this under the lights. And, and uh, I'm just like, oh, this girl is serious. <laughs> she forgot to sign the birth certificate. I got to call her to come back. She said, what do you want me to put on it? What? Whatever you want to put on it. <laughs> she said, well, I'm going to put your last name. I said, he needs to know how to find you. She said, you'll tell him. You'll tell him whatever you want him to know. Because it's a closed adoption. Rob and I had to live in a hospital for seven days. Rob visited church members. Rob had a blazer in the closet. We're sleeping at the hospital with Nicholas, trying to bring him through this jaundice. Then the nurse had to teach me he was shivering. She said, he's got to stay on your chest because once he stays on your chest, he will be regulated by you. And he did. Rob and I are tired, sleepy, still checking on folks beyond our church. Then one of our church members needed a visit from their pastor. Rob grabbed his blazer, <laughs> went and did the church visit. They don't know we're in the hospital too. <laughs> so now it's time to take Nicholas out. But Virginia has not approved the adoption yet. So we have to move into a hotel and live. We have a dog that. like you, that. Cadence, right? We got to go pick up patches. We're living in a hotel that accept, you know, pets. But then one of our sisters from church came. She said, I don't want y'all in this hospital. <laughs> this is not, I mean, hotel, this is not the right hotel for y'all and this baby. Okay, you're right. We're looking around, right? It's one of those places where people live. Well, well, not always the right kind of people, right? So one of our big brothers, which many people don't know how much we love, Tracy Hewitt. And I have to say his name. Because big I Tracy. love him. What's up, Big Tracy? The people people dismiss that I rock with. My husband, we think the world of him. Tracy came. Tracy knew our secret and was such a strong advocate. Tracy came and said, sis, pack up this stuff and the baby, we're getting out of here. Tracy packed us up in November. We moved to a hotel in Old Town. Remember, it's the cheeks, as people like to say, right? This is our secret. We're bobbing and weaving because if this girl changes her mind, we don't want our church hurt. We can take it to the chin. We've been hurt before, but we got to protect all those who are attached to us, who wanted this so badly for us. So we're bobbing and weaving at the hotel. So we get in and the lady said, well, what's going on? Y'all got this newborn baby. Rob told her our story. She said, I'm putting y'all in the penthouse. We had a whole apartment floor. Don't make me stop this recording. <laughs> Shout it. <laughs> so, oh, won't he move you to the penthouse? So I gotta, Hold on one second. We got the brain break on that one. I don't know what you're talking about. Whoa. <laughs> so we're on the top floor. And now this baby, my baby, has helped me, Ayana. What is it when the baby doesn't stop? Colic. He's colic. Colic. He's got that. I don't know what to do. We're trying to figure it out. 
Our homies are bringing us things. I said, y'all, I don't have a onesie. I don't have bottles. Because I'm waiting for this young lady to change her mind, right? We hadn't put up a crib. <laughs> and so I'm waiting. Come on, attorney. Days, we're right up to Thanksgiving. Please don't make us spend Thanksgiving in this hotel. The day before Thanksgiving, maybe two days before Thanksgiving, the attorney called and said, it's been approved. Y'all go. Because we couldn't cross the state line with Nicholas without the approval. These are the things people don't know, but they have so much to say about what you should do, what you need to do, what you've been able to do so naturally. People are going through so much to achieve it. And so, Rob and I can laugh about this. When the lady said, y'all are proof, I didn't even hear anything else she said. I hung up on her. And we started throwing stuff in the bags. <laughs> to get home right we're packing we're just throwing stuff throwing the dog throwing us to get home we get in the house <clears throat> I sit down with this newborn baby and I look at my dad's picture and I'm like Nicholas was born November 12th my dad's birthday is November 23rd I said daddy you left to send him so now the clock is rolling. They still have time. I still refuse to buy stuff. Because I say, well, I'm going to care for this baby until she comes to her senses. <laughs> the girl never called. <laughs> <laughs> she never called. And I'm like, okay, it's game time. My family from North Carolina came. My Frankie, God rest her soul. She started teaching me how to be a mother. Do this, do this, do this, do this. I'm like, whew. And then she was funny. She kept telling me to sit down. She kept forgetting I didn't give birth, right? <laughs> <laughs> because keep in mind, I had to stay in the hospital with Nicholas right. from birth. She didn't take stay with this baby. It was me. So that's why some mothers will get offended. I remember me and my sister had a private moment. And um, I was checking on you in a situation. And you said something. I said, that ain't his mama. And you say, whoa, sis. But see, people have to understand the other side of that. When you've been the mama since day one, you take that. Because she doesn't know what it's like to rock a baby when he's sick. Not my baby. <laughs> she doesn't know how many times he threw up. She didn't know how many viruses. She didn't, that's my baby, respectfully. I thank God for the carrier the biological, but that's my baby, right? So I, 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 rep, I, I advocate for adopted moms. Don't discredit them. Don't dismiss them. Because they're, they're in the trenches doing what a mama does in the middle of the night. They're in the trenches. So now we're home. Now the attorney calls back and says, I have no idea how this happened. But you guys weren't supposed to be seen by a judge for six more months. I know this. Her rights are up today. The judge wants to see you in two days. What? No, the caseworker said, we have six more months. No, they expedited it. I don't know why. This never happens. This judge is very difficult. She may not approve the adoption. I need you guys to prepare yourself. Okay, I can take it to the chin. I've been hurt so many times. Another hurt. She said, can you be there? I will have Nicholas slick down with baby oil. <clears throat> in his best outfit that we own at this time. 
Now the word is starting to get out amongst our friends. So we're getting target deliveries. Our neighbors have no idea what's going on. Boxes are coming like you would not believe, right? We show up at the courtroom. We call past, oh, I forgot Pastor Hamlin. Pastor Hamlin comes sliding. Shout out. Y'all, I got to tell y'all at the hospital, call Pastor Hamlin. He was so excited. He he ran past the room. We saw Pastor Hamlin slide past the room with his church shoes on. I ran to the room, Pastor Hamlin, we're down here. Okay, he comes, traction, coming back. He came in there and grabbed Nicholas, just began to pray and cry. cry. Oh, you know. Y'all know. I know he cried. He traveled the journey with us. Um, So now we're in the court. She said, it's not going to get approved today, Ms. Cheeks. No, not the judge, but our attorney. Just brace you. Okay, we'll take it. Because keep in mind, I'm blacked out. I'm totally, I'm still grieving my dad. (laughs) And we get in there. The judge said, my cousins came and she said, Rob was going to give the baby to one of my cousins. She said, no, y'all keep the baby. Remember, I'm scared. I only, I watch Law and Order. (laughs) I never sat on the inside. Right? Of y'all know the wall and the doors? Oh, yeah. I never sat on that side. So I'm like, whew, I don't really know what to do, right? So Rob and I are there with the baby. Here goes Nicholas crying. Rob, we got to feed him. My cousin tried to help. Nope, let him do it. Rob handled his business. Rob holding the baby, undid the bottle. Because now we've been in the trenches for a little while. We've lived in hotels people don't know about. So I'm sitting there. She said, okay, who's going to hit the stand first? She put Rob on the stand. She asked a series of questions. Now it's my turn. Um, as we're talking, everybody's crying, even those who work for the courthouse. So I'm looking around, and I'm looking at my attorney like, I thought you said, okay. So I come back, and she said, Miss Cheeks, she's a bad black female judge. I wish I could remember her name in Upper Marl. She's bad. She said, we have been waiting for this case. She said, we read your case study. This baby is for you and your husband. I don't care what you are thinking, how inadequate you might feel. This baby was birthed for you. She said, my only disappointment is that the courtroom is not packed out like I thought it was. She said, I thought it was going to be packed since you didn't give us any time. (laughs) You didn't give us time to notify folks, right? So she said, this baby is for you. She said, I grant this adoption gladly. Boom. You are the parents of Nicholas Micah Cheeks. And it was a wrap. Sis, there is a woman who's listening to this episode. (laughs) And I did not mean to do all this crying. (laughs) She is. In the same boat or something similar. Yeah, I would love to help her. Speak to her real quick. Um, sister, you're not crazy. You are a woman. I don't care how many women try to tell you you're less than a woman. Every month when you go to the pharmacy and buy your personal products, you are reminded that you are a woman. Okay? <laughs> That's the first thing I want to tell you. You are enough. I don't care what the stats say. I don't care how mean people can be and have been to you. You are more than enough. I want to tell you to put your head up, put your chin back, wear your best heels as often as you can to remind yourself that you are a woman. 
There are people out there who have walked that walk. I am one, and I'm so not afraid to tell my story. Don't let people speak ill to you. You can't control what people say behind your back. Those are cowards. They say it behind your back because they can't handle your response. I'm good at it. I'm here. Most people who know me know how to reach me. I'm here. Whatever I can do to support you. Yes, I have a baby and I love him. Wouldn't do anything to change my outcome. But I have not forgotten what it feels like to be insulted, to be humiliated, to be looked down upon, to be whispered about, giggled at. I haven't forgotten. There are people who are here to help you. And I am one. Sis, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for the platform. I love you. I. <laughs> mm. Don't do that. <laughs> when is Ayana speechless? <laughs> A lot lately. It's so uncomfortable for me. <laughs> I say the thank you publicly. And I wasn't going to say anything. But that moment that you said you were talking to me, my sister had a breast surgery because they found a lump. And... My sister came and visited me in my apartment in the hood. And I wasn't scared. I know you wasn't. <laughs> the people knew who to mess with in Southwest. <laughs> and I don't talk to you often, but you know I got your back. I do. Um... But I wanted to publicly thank you for sitting in my room on the chair. <laughs> and you looked at me and said, sis, you better go home. You remember that? Go home. You better go get your man. <laughs> you know, I love my brother. And so. And I love you. And I love those babies. And I wanted to cuss me out, cuss you out, <laughs> tell you to mind your blank, blank business. Those eyes told me, but I didn't care because real were, love does not care. You sat there and said, you need to go home. You better not let that such and such and such such. No, hey. let me tell you my part. Can I? Please. <laughs> I like to walk Woodrow Wilson Bridge. You remember this part? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, Ayana, I saw my brother. <laughs> this was when we were separated, y'all, in case some people trying to figure it out. I saw my brother, and I was so happy to see him. I said, Ayana. He looked good. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Adriana, he was running, glistening. Uh-huh. He's fine. Uh-huh. He's good. Go home. 
Get your man. God can work out the rest. And he did. Huh? We penthouse living. We penthouse living up in here. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead on and close this out because, yeah. Uh, so I want to thank you. Thank you. That's my road dog. Thank you know, you. some people, you don't have to talk to them every day to, for them to know that. Don't you say nothing about my sister. <laughs> I will drag you. You see what I'm saying? It's That's clear. one of those. We clear. Yep. Been clear for a while. Mm-hmm. A long time. Yep. And... Uh, I love you. I love my brother. I love, love my nephew who played a prank on, prank on me <laughs> and showed up at my door talking about he was hungry and I opened the door and it was Nicholas. <laughs> I said his name was Justice. Justice. <laughs> I said this boy. So I want to just say thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for allowing God to use you. Bless you. It is hard being the one that God uses as an example. In front of everybody. In front of everybody. (laughs) I'm a witness. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's very difficult to walk the walk with your head up. Yes. With a good pump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good heels. Yes. Smiling. Oh, yes. Giving God your best mm-hmm. in spite of what you really want to say. Mm-hmm. Hugging those that have just talked about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you for <laughs> having the big girl draws that we all see, admire, and um, you've taught me some things about keeping this mouth closed. We both have had to work at it. We've both had to work on. We we have that in common. Yes. That before we can think about it is out. Oh God. You you're a little better than me because see, well I've gotten better because I have. You have. I've gotten lots. Of you have. Girls. <laughs> uh, so we can go on and on for hours, but I just want you to know that I love you. I love you too. I love the Blakes. I live for every post, every celebration. If I'm breathing, I'm there. (laughs) Love y'all. We got your back. I want to send a special thank you to the ladies and the men, because, you know, this season I'm trying to do something different with a live audience. So shout out to those who are here. Make some noise. Thank y'all for being here today. I want to thank my team, the Sister Conversations team, for having my back and helping me carry the vision that God has given to me. Thank you to Laura Connors Hall, Artistic and Producing Director of Creative Cauldron, for opening their doors to us and allowing us to tape this live episode. I want to give a special thank you to Geisha Gabby Roberts of Cheese scenarios Um, but I want you all to run over to cheesescenarios.com and bless her online business of cheese boards see you next time don't forget bring a sister with you love you ladies
Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Sister Conversations with Ayana Blake. Be sure to subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast app and sign up to join our email list at www.sisterconversations.com. See you next week. And don't forget, bring a sister with you.